You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling service. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin, and we are still feeling good after the Browns' big 19-17 win over the San Francisco 49ers. Daryl, um, how do you feel almost 24 hours after the game? Well, I just had to check my calendar to see where we were in the season. Um, look, the, the defense is legit. Uh, I, I don't think that there's any haters or doubters anymore. Uh, with the Even defense. Dante Whitner changed his tune. Dante, who said it, the only way the Browns could win is if it snowed. It came close. It rained. But... It did rain a little bit, even though the guys on our pregame show on the station laughed at me when I told them to stay dry. They're like, our apps are telling us it's not going to rain. Sure as can be. I walk into the stadium and the heavens open and it starts raining and it rained uh, on and off throughout that game on Sunday. But no, I mean, look, I, I you feel really, really good about where this defense is. Um, they seem to be really, really motivated to uh, prove the, the quote unquote, the haters and the doubters wrong. But what I'm most curious about now, and we'll get into it uh, in this podcast, Andy, is, you know, can they stand prosperity? You know, because the the narrative is changing about this defense now. Not as many haters, a lot of a lot more believers all of a sudden for some reason. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was the fact that they held the 49ers to a season low 17 points or uh, a, a season low uh, in yardage. Uh, 
you know, the, the third down conversion rate was just incredible, right? The fact that they're putting up historic numbers, which we'll get into in this podcast. So um, that that's what I'm now going to be curious. Can they sustain this going forward as they start getting the pats on the back? Because it's easy for coaches to go into a room and say, everybody thinks you guys suck. Everyone thinks you're going to just get slaughtered, which is what they did last week. Do they have to make that face for all of our friends that are watching on YouTube? Do you have to oh. like one eye low, one eye high? And then, and then you got to talk like this. Because you, you, got, you got scurvy. You didn't have any fruit. Yeah, we're going to get the clicker here. And we're going to show you right here on the monitor. Here's what everyone's <laughs> tweeting right now. And this is what they're saying about you. Um, but but we don't read any of that stuff. Oh, I don't read the media. Well, we don't read so any of that. I, I'm going to give Juan Thornhill some credit and some love. Because mm-hmm. as he said after the game Sunday, he's like, uh, I know that everyone says that they don't read anything or they don't see anything. He goes, that is such a lie. We read everything. We see everything. And I'm really pissed that none of you picked us to win this game. And y'all thought we were just going to go out and get our butts whooped. We Once thought you were getting rolled by 40, my friend. Yeah. And by the way, if that missed field goal doesn't happen early, and the adjustments don't happen, it felt like we were going that way early in the game. Well, that first drive, right? I mean, if five plays, <laughs> 84 yards in the blink of an eye, and it's seven to nothing, uh, the game just started. Why is it seven nothing already? <laughs> you know, but I, I give it should have been 14 nothing. Well, yeah, it, it should have been. And uh, God bless PJ Walker, but let's hope that he doesn't have to start many more games. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- this defense has, uh, you know, found a way to um, to really kind of, uh, you know, take some body blows and, and bounce back. And I mean, they gave up 84 yards on the opening drive, Andy, and the rest of the game they gave up 131 and, mm-hmm. and 10 points, and, and and just an incredible. And look, you have to get lucky, right? I mean, we talked about this on the post game podcast, and I, you know, texting with some friends and some relatives uh, <clears throat> today. Uh, about it because they're all you know for for whatever reason like they just feel the need after every Browns game just to you know bust my marbles about uh, whether the Browns win or lose and it's like look look I got I got no skin in the game I mean I'm not rooting against the team uh, obviously my life is a little easier if they're winning because everybody's in good moods and, and wants to talk and things like that but look you know that is a game that normally the Browns lose in in heartbreaking fashion right that field goal always seems to go in uh, and it, it didn't this time, uh, for, for once they, they got lucky and you have to get a little lucky. Uh, even the good teams get lucky, right? Um, your, your championship team. So, uh, it was nice to see the Browns get a little lucky and, uh, win a game that no one thought that they should win. They're now three and two. We're not sitting here talking about what do they have to do to climb out of a hole, right? They kind of kept pace within the division, which is good. They go to Indianapolis, uh, next weekend here where they're, taking on a Colts team that's got Gardner Minshew and uh, they got their own issues that they're dealing with in Indianapolis. So um, again, my, my thing when it comes to the defensive side of the ball is not so much proving themselves now, because I think they've done that, right? Mm -hmm. It's now, can they sustain it and maintain that same level through the, you know, the, the, the balance of the schedule. I'm not expecting that they're going to continue to put up these historic numbers that we're going to talk about, but you know, um and and until i don't know daryl if they stay healthy i think that's a real pot i I think it's it's possibility yeah but they have to stay healthy and i think that that is that's even harder than beating san francisco 
Yeah. Well, because it's you have no control over it, right? Right. I mean, there's there's only so much stretching and physical therapy and good dieting stuff you can do. Um, I mean, look look what happened to Deshaun, right? I he didn't do anything wrong. He just he got hit. And uh, how about can I ask you a question? Did you hear Jake Glazer's what Jake Glazer said about talking to Kevin Stefanski? Jake Glazer said I talked to Kevin Stefanski and he told me that it is basically a bruise that is under the rotator cuff. And Dan Menigan brought up a good point on our show today. It's like, why doesn't Kevin say that stuff to the Cleveland media? You well, guys ask exactly the same questions. And 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 see, that's the thing that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we will be sitting in the building and we have there are times where we have to find stuff out on social media. Um and I just think that that's disrespectful towards us. It's nice that he says our name and acknowledges us when we're asking him questions and stuff like that. But like, if it's coming from you, don't give us this. Oh, well, I'm just day to day. I'm not going to get into specifics. Well, you got into specifics with Jay Glazer. Just repeat to us what you told Jay Glazer, right? Well, isn't that the fair question on Wednesday? Can you tell us what you told Jay Glazer? Well, because this uh, is what Jay's saying. Is it fair? Yeah, and and um. I, I so here's a little inside football thing. So we're doing the the the, the day after zooms with Kevin, and right. um, and so we have to do the raise our hand and all that. Wait our turn, right? Well, they came to me second. I was not a. I I'm never second. Like it, there's there's a hierarchy that you know right. it goes with who asks questions in what order. So they came. I actually got caught off guard. And they went to me second. And I, I just, I wasn't prepared to ask any Deshaun questions because he didn't, he made, he has made it abundantly clear. He's not going to tell us anything, even though we cover sure. the team on a day-to-day basis. Um, uh, he's saving that for the national uh, insiders and um, day-to-day and we'll see how he is and he's making progress. So um you know, before we started recording this podcast, you know, I'm putting together my daily brownie bites uh, from our Monday availability here. And I, mm-hmm. my lead is this. This just in. Deshaun Watson remains day to day. The quarterback status remains unchanged because nothing has changed in, in the mat. Right. He didn't say he's going to practice on Wednesday. It's we're, we'll see. We don't come on out Wednesday and uh, see if he's on the field type of thing or whatever. Right. So we've been hearing uh, for the last uh, two weeks or so that he's making progress we've been hearing that he's day-to-day and and all that kind of stuff so you know i'm not focusing a lot on deshaun watson right now because there's no new news right there's there's no new news there so um you know when it's appropriate we'll dwell on uh uh we'll dwell on deshaun watson but right now it's just there's there's nothing new to report except for you know what kevin decides to tell jay glazer and not tell us Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Somebody, buddy of mine just sent this to me. It's actually Chris Rose's brother, Bob. He sent me the headline of the San Francisco, I think it's Chronicle, their newspaper today. Awesome headline. The headline is Moody Blues Ooh. after after Moody missing it, but then it's also the Browns are the Knights in white satin, right? Nice. Yesterday because they were all white. So I thought that was pretty good. I also thought it was I, – I read a headline today from Fox, how the Eagles – uh, how the Eagles and Niners beat themselves. And I was like, come on, man. You're not going to give the Browns defense anything. I got to give Jason Garrett credit because he's been saying since week one against Cincinnati 
that the Browns are guided by their defense. And I, I, I and when he said that, I had a ton of respect for him yeah. right out of the gate because there was somebody who's actually doing some homework on the team and not just randomly throwing stuff out. Dante Whitner had to backtrack on everything he had to say last week. And even prior to the game, the morning show uh, played all those cuts, you know, just talking about how the Browns haven't, you know, that defense, you might think they're good, but they're not. They played all these teams that are in the twenties with the exception of, I don't don't know, Cincinnati. No, the Ravens that would be 16th best offense in the NFL. And then he retracted it with a tweet, a two line tweet. So if life's all about getting clicks, he got a ton of them last week. And by the way, he kind of sold me on some of the stuff because, you know, I had talked to several people and I wasn't all gloom and doom, but I also wondered who the quarterback was going to be after two weeks. And I kind of got sucked into it too. I'm like, there's no way. But then a part of it is, I think it's your Browns shield that you put up every week as a Browns fan, because you're like, all right, I'm going to expect the worst. And if anything better happens, then I'm going to be cool with it. It'll be good. Right. Yeah. And, and, and look, it's unfortunately (laughs) uh, a lot of our business today is all about, look at me, right. You know, uh, get the clicks, get the eyeballs, get the ears, say something outlandish or whatever to uh, generate the, uh, whatever they call it in that interaction, never, no, just the, um, the, the hell's the word I'm trying to, you know, interaction, the clicks, the engagement. That's the engagement. word. Engagement. Oh, that's yeah, a big, I, that's a big 50 cent, uh, <laughs> consultant word. I, Where's I, your engagement? I Did you see how they're doing it in Topeka? Why I, aren't you doing it that way in Cleveland? That's how they do it in Topeka. I, I figured if I kept going that it would just finally pop into my head, but that's what it is. Yeah, but no, I mean, that, that is a big part of uh, what our business is becoming these days. Uh, even with, uh, you know, some of these um, sideline former players, right? Uh, right. You know, calling guys trash and, you know, saying. What are you expecting from them? That's like, thing. You know, you, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you know, the reason you're there is because you've been in those situations. Why don't you explain, just explain to me why they're not very good or they're not playing very well. Cause I, which I do, uh, cause it's part of my job, but I can sit here and say, if a guy's not any good, but you as a former player, as an analyst, like the reason you have that gig is because you've been in the room, you've been on the field. And so you need to, you should be explaining to your audience, Hey, this is why this wasn't working uh, for this team or this player. This is why this player is not playing well, or I don't hold this player in as high regard as maybe some of the better or elite players, because that's to me what brings your audience in and teaches your audience something about the game. Again, people like me, we consider and say, yeah, so-and-so sucks. Like, okay, fine. That that's all well and good. But as you know, listening to a former player or a former coach as an analyst, I want to hear why that guy is not quote unquote any good or, or whatever, as opposed to you just jumping on a camera calling guys trash and things like that. Or like Dante Whitner did last week where he called the Browns defense pretenders. Clearly Dante hadn't watched a lot of film uh, on this Cleveland Browns defense because especially going into the game, if he did any type of research, he would have known if there's one guy that has Kyle Shanahan by the throat, when it comes to one-on-one matchups, it's Jim Schwartz. And what happened again on Sunday? Well, Jim Schwartz improved his record against Kyle once again. 
Well, I guess we're all Zach Brown here. We're all in the same boat, baby, because I agree with everything you're saying. All right, so let's do this. We'll come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. I want to talk more about Deshaun Watson. I want to talk more about the defense. want to look ahead to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So much to talk about, uh, and so happy the fans were. But there was one thing at the stadium uh, I think the fans weren't real happy about, and we'll talk about that next. It's always game day in Cleveland. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is always game day in Cleveland. And Daryl, tell the good folks what they need to know. Mobile sports betting is legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to betql.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Go to betql.com slash news slash 92.3 the fan for all of those exclusive sportsbook offers. Daryl, I was a little shocked uh, before the game uh, as I looked out the window from the Cardiac Club, which faces uh, towards the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and you saw both teams midfield throwing punches at each other? <laughs> no, well, no, we'll get to that in a second. But um, that when I turned around to look to see the crowds that were coming in on the other side of security, that there were a ton of San Francisco 49er fans, more so than I thought we would see. In the years when the Browns weren't winning many games, I just expected it. And I was like, well, good. At least somebody's using these seats right. and they're going to spend some money in our city if they're from somewhere else. I was absolutely shocked by the number of Niners fans uh, that either made the pilgrimage or live here in Northeast Ohio, maybe because of the Youngstown connection yep. I was just with, with the that. Niners. So, um, but I was I was absolutely shocked by the number of Niners fans. And the thing that was even more like stomach churning was late in the game. The Niners fans were just overpowering on TV. I don't know if they had microphones closer to Niners fans than they did Browns, but the defensive chance made me think, was this a home game or what? 
Tell me what it was like, because I was out of the stadium at that point. As you saw from our postgame uh, venue, I was at our television studios at Spectrum uh, doing the postgame from there. So what was it like during the game? Oh, no, you 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 heard 49er fan. And um, so the Browns wanted the stadium to, to be white out. They asked them right. to wear white. Because it's, it was sponsored by Dude Wipes. Oh, That's the whole white out. That's why you, and I heard you say this in the pregame show, Brownie the Elf was white, was all, was wearing all white. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they wanted everyone to wear white to the, uh, to the game. And so as, uh, you know, uh, before and after the congregation in midfield between the two teams, right. Um, you know, I'm looking around and I'm seeing all the, all this red in the stands and I'm like, this is feeling like a 49ers crowd. I mean, I realize, you know, Browns fan gets down in the Muni lot and wherever it is they do their tailgating at our West Six tailgate that we have for the radio station and stuff. But I'm like, there are a lot of 49er fans. Like, is the entire way city, too many, way too many. Like, did the entire city of Youngstown come up to this game? Because, you know, the DeBartlos, who used to own the 49ers, um, their headquarters are, were on Belmont Avenue uh, near Youngstown. And I remember growing up, when the 49ers were winning Super Bowls with Joe Montana and Steve Young and stuff like that, like my dad would take me over to the headquarters because they'd bring the Vince Lombardi trophy and, and put it in their corporate offices uh, for people to see. Uh, you remember how they used to do those big blow up things uh, for the player introductions coming out of the tunnel for the Super yeah. Bowl like that. So all of those would like be on the head, the lawn of the headquarters and stuff. And he is, I'm a, you know, at the kid time, like, Ooh, this is like really cool. Now as an adult, I'm just like, yeah, it's probably lame looking back on it, but they, as a kid, it, it was cool to see. Right. Right. And, um, so that, you know, so there, and when the 49ers come East and they have to stay East, uh, a lot of times they will stay in the Youngstown area and they will practice in the Youngstown area. Uh, similar to what the Browns are going to do when they go West to Denver uh, after the Denver game, they're going to fly on to Los Angeles and they're going to work at UCLA for a week before they play the Rams. Uh, that of course, week. UCLA being that long-standing traditional Big Ten, but right at home there, like in that Midwest Conference. FYI, Denise DeBartolo York still owns the team, so the DeBartolos yeah. still still have it. But after right some craziness, it's still part of the family. Yeah. Right. Ahead, so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was a little surprising. It did feel like like a lot of shit when Christian McCaffrey scored that first touchdown. There was a roar from the crowd now yeah like, okay well um because you're seeing uh a lot of uh, i'll say rowdiness and misbehavior around the, the league and i was right. i was a little concerned that some of that might pop up and because there were so many vocal 49er fans at that game and you know how brown's fan is Can yeah you- I, I i left before yeah. the the bowl was full daryl what was the percentage then it was it, it felt like 60 40 browns to 49 really yeah really yeah well it, why why i mean we talked about the youngstown part but give me other reasons why i i can give you two well, i mean that. because let's be honest about <laughs> it and, and again i uh I, I enjoyed eating my crow on monday and and the the uh, the barbecue sauce mixed with a little honey mustard in there um uh, Look, I, no one gave him a chance in hell to win, right? And if you're a Browns fan and the weather's not supposed to be all that great, I, I get it. You you sell your tickets, get a little money back, uh, you know, on your seats or whatever. I I, I get it. But now I, I will say this: hopefully, going forward, now Browns fan realizes that they got a good football team. This is a good team. Uh, hopefully, Deshaun can come back and they can realize their potential. Hopefully, they can stay relatively healthy for the remainder of the schedule, which let's be honest about it, Andy, probably not going to happen, right? There, there's going to be some injuries. 
that they're going to have to to deal with along the way. Joel Petonio is supposed to come back to practice uh, this week. Um, Anthony Walker's in concussion protocol. That's not great news because he's one of the leaders on uh, the defense. Um, uh, you know, they, they got a couple other guys, you know, dealing with some bumps and bruises and whatnot. But, you know, hopefully Browns fan realizes that they've got a good team this year. This defense is legit. Um, how legit? Uh, let me give let me give you some numbers. This is okay. Give me some numbers. I want to I, I want to give Dan Murphy. He is uh, the director of uh, football uh, communications for the the Browns. Uh, I want to give him some love because he tweeted these numbers out uh, Monday afternoon. First downs allowed this season. Tampa Bay is three with ninety four. Dallas is at eighty one, and they play on Monday Night Football. Of course, we're recording this podcast before Monday Night Football. And the Cleveland Browns, not only are they number one, Andy, hmm. uh, they've given up 52 first downs. Like, it, it, but they, they are 29 first downs fewer than the number two team. Think about that for a second, right? Um, and again, the Cowboys are going to add to that on Monday Night Football. Opponent third down conversion percentage. Um, the, the Browns are number one, and it's not even close. 23.1, again, they held the 49ers to three of 12, which was the second worst third down percentage uh, against the Rams. They were two for nine. So the percentage was it was like 23 percent or something like that against the Rams. So the second lowest third down conversion percentage of the season for the 49ers against Cleveland. The Atlanta Falcons, by the way, are the second team uh, in third down percentage uh, for a defense at 31.3. Again, there's a chasm between number one and number two and then the total yards and there's a lot to say about this right okay so baltimore and we obviously unfortunately had to deal with that defense earlier this season um uh 1565 they've allowed uh that gives them number three dallas is number two they of course as i mentioned on my nf football they're at 1460 that number will go up so baltimore will probably be the number two uh, defensive yards allowed the Browns again, not even close hmm. 1,002 yards allowed. That is just mind boggling. They give up 84 yards on the opening drive and 131 the rest of the afternoon. Like I just, I, this is a really good defense, Andy, and what they're doing, it, it's historic. And, and again, it just reinforces my point that hopefully Browns fan starts to realize you got a really good football team. You know, I the other stat that I keep wondering is, you know, how many red zone plays has, have the Browns given up? It was like, I want to say it was 11 uh, after the Ravens game. So I'm just trying to think of how many red zone plays they gave up. I mean, still, it's less than 30, probably 35. Yeah, they're, they're usually the only time they spend time in the red zone is because the offense has just turned the ball over. Right, they, right. Um Actually, I think that that opening drive touchdown was the first touchdown that they gave up where a team drove the field on them. Like because in Pittsburgh, right? That was an explosive. It's a big play. That was a 74-yard touchdown they gave up. Or uh, I want I want to say the Ravens drove the field on us. Did the Ravens? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty it, sure. It, it hasn't been many. Like they have not given up a lot of like quote unquote long touchdown drives. Right, That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with, totally with you on that. Um, just here. Uh, go ahead. Let's see. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, touchdowns. Nope, no touchdowns in that game. No touchdowns in that game. Hang on. I know this is exciting. 
Wow. This. Right, so let me give you the play-by-play if you're listening on the Odyssey um, Daryl is uh, digging through all of his notes that he has yeah. in his office. I had all my game books that I saved. Um, with his 60,000 bobbleheads behind him. Yes. Uh, I am sitting at the uh, beautiful Odyssey radio stations <laughs> in, in an auxiliary booth with a window behind me and some padding so my voice doesn't fly all over the place. Yeah. By the way, for those of you that really care, this is also the studio that I sit in when I do Hits for Spectrum News 1, which normally air on Saturdays. Oh, look at you. Just trying uh, to get against, you up to speed. Yeah, against uh, Baltimore. Yeah, so Baltimore, they did an eight-play, 93-yard drive uh, for a touchdown there. 10-play, uh, 74-yard drive, and a, a six-play, 38-yard drive uh, that resulted in touchdowns. So There you so have that, it. All right, Daryl, we've – four. All right, so we've got more to come here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Again, we want to look ahead to some of the things that need to happen for the Browns, and I need to ask you a question about days off. Huh. Is this team in a position to be taking any days off before a game? We'll touch on that next. It's always game day in Cleveland. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Of course, it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. So we heard in the postgame speech, um, Kevin Stefanski gave the players both Monday and Tuesday off. One is mandated by the CBA. Uh, Monday is not, though. He said, go in, get a lift, and and then you're done. Uh, good thing or bad thing? And will Kevin get roasted if something bad happens in Indianapolis for giving the team a day off, especially after coming off a bye? Yeah, I think um, after that one yesterday, that that's fine. Probably shouldn't make a habit of that. Um, a lot of lot of teams that are accustomed to winning all the time don't do that. They don't do victory Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, considering the the week that they had and and everything going on, I, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, and, I and have I'm, zero I, issue, especially if the coaches assess the fact that his team is beat up yeah. and they need some rest. It's the perfect time to give a team a day off. Well, here's the thing too: if they win, they win for sure. You know what they do on Mondays? They, you know, they, they, yeah, they they get treatment. They have meetings. They go through film, uh, and that's about it. Basically, saying no film tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what. Because if you need treatment, you're going in anyway. And you know what? They they got their their tablets with them. The film, yeah, that's true. Tablets, so they can do film at home from the comfort of their home. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I have no issue with that. Um, you know, th- there are a lot of things that, that you can nitpick Kevin Stefanski about. That's not going to be one of them. All right, Daryl, uh, PJ Walker, obviously managed the game. Uh, you know, a lot of scrutiny about that pass late in the game. 
Uh, and Kevin seems to be taking the heat on the radio. I don't think a lot of people realize that Kevin came out after the game and said, hey, that, that I didn't call that. I did not well, call a pass. One of the things I did um, last night <laughs> as I was wrapping up my work, because I was a, like, I, I ripped Kevin a new one on X <laughs> about it for, you know, calling a pass. Right. And so I, I, I quote posted myself and just said, hey, I, uh, in fact, I'll pull it up to tell you what I, I put same as Brian Daybowl on Sunday night football at the end of the first half. Holy moly. That was yeah. a bad call. So, so Taylor. what I did is I quoted the post and I said, Hey, to be fair and correct this in the moment criticism, Kevin Stefanski, try not to throw PJ Walker under the bus post game. But he did say this about that play quote. We knew he was not supposed to throw. He knew he was not supposed to throw the ball. He knew it right away, but he's a fighter. And because uh, again, I ripped Kevin for that, and I felt it was important to correct the record on that, and also acknowledge that, you know, Kevin addressed that particular situation, and uh, that did not play out the way I thought that it had played out. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, if we have to see a lot of PJ Walker, they're in trouble. Uh, I mean, this were- week or for down the road. I just think in general, I mean, there were, look, there were throws that he, he couldn't get footballs to people at times. And, <laughs> and that's, that's somewhat problematic. Um, Wide open people late in the game. Yeah, to, yeah. Like it was, it was bad. So he, he, he didn't lose him the game. Okay. He kept, he, I do think that after you beat San Francisco though, that there's a sense of loyalty to him from the team. Yes or no. I know what loyalty is, but I, the bronze are, somewhat loyal to their players like i think once they have someone on that roster they want to stick with them. Hey, hang on I'm, I, I'm i'm checking my notes to see how loyal they were to dorian thompson robinson hang on well second. but he's it's not like he got cut from the team neither did pj he just went back to the practice squad and then this week is the week they have to make a decision we talked about that no, no he, gets, he gets elevated if he gets elevated again this week then next week is when they got to make that decision he has to be on the 53 next week well, right they got they got to they got to make a uh, uh he, kevin was asked um monday he was asked about keeping three quarterbacks on the roster and he kind of deferred to andrew barry see and what kevin has to understand is we don't get to ask andrew barry that question yeah That's no kidding ask him yeah <laughs> so like andrew already spoke uh, he gave his one in-season address that already happened, so we won't hear from Andrew until the NFL. So, or, sorry, we'll hear from him when the season is over. Um, uh, also, sorry. to clarify, if they elevate him this week, yeah, the only way he gets to Monday to be on the team is if he's on the 53. Correct? correct? That is correct. Okay. So if he has a good game, they're going to have to keep three on the roster. And if they think Deshaun's not ready. Yeah, I, I think that they're lighting some candles and some chapels somewhere. <laughs> praying that Deshaun is Deshaun going to be ready I don't know I have no idea he's day-to-day like we all are according like to the rest of us Deshaun is day-to-day that situation remains completely unchanged he gave an update on Joel Batonio uh hope, hopes to be at practice on uh Wednesday we'll see any other injury updates uh we had a couple of guys here uh let's see here i mentioned anthony walker's in the concussion protocol michael dunn who uh, stepped in for batonio he's got a calf injury so that's not the uh the best of news either so and cedric tillman's dealing with a hip but he's we don't back. know he will be back yeah he'll be so back J- jalen darden back to the practice squad uh Is that where yeah. we got him from yeah yeah 
And boy, the return game. But by the way, he looked better in the return game than Donovan Peoples Jones, don't you think? A I, bit? I think the return game's hot garbage. I, I did he look better than Donovan Peoples Jones? That's my question for you. You could look better than Donovan Peoples. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't he seems to. No, I don't want to say he's in the doghouse, but he's not in a place where. Um, it just that they're the, not getting a lot out of him. I just, I, I just feel like the return game's a lost cause at this point. That's just how it feels feel. that way. Hasn't it felt that way since Josh Gribbs? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I just. I feel, wonder how many other teams in the NFL feel that way though, because the way that things have changed. It's probably the weakest point on the team, if we're being completely honest about it. The return game is probably the weak link on the team right now. And, I, and and really, it's just just don't fumble the football. Just catch the thing. Also, don't catch the thing at, like, the three-yard line. <laughs> like, <laughs> know where you are on the field, okay? If the ball's inside the five, you know, I, I miss the days where they used to, like, stand at the 10. If it goes over the head, they just let it go. And, and yes. if, if the thing happens to get downed inside the two or something like that, well, then that's just the football gods working against you. Otherwise, don't <laughs> try and do anything ridiculous inside the 10 yard line fielding punts but that is a change like that's not just a browns thing andy right that's that's around the league teams are fielding those footballs inside the five yard line which is shocking um and also too um i'm not seeing a lot of fair catches on the kickoff short of the goal line yeah, I think it's guys trying to vie themselves for a job, thinking they might be able to beat two guys. I was when I was, ta- I you know, I watch every game with Jamal White, and you know, he was talking about how running backs and players in that position where they get the ball in their hands and they have the opportunity to run. Yeah. So whether it's a running play or it's a special teams opportunity, that you know, I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I asked him, we were there was a play yesterday, and I can't remember if it was Ford or I think it was Ford that tried to run backwards to extend the play to come back. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and said, if he ever tried to do that with Butch as a head coach, he wouldn't see the field for the rest of the game. Yeah, And that now teams just either allow it or they're encouraging it, trying to extend a play out that way. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's burned Elijah Moore a few times. In the yes. Run. Like his Elijah Moore's run averages would be so much better. And his yards would be so much better if he wasn't doing that stuff. Right. Right. Because he right. just, he, he, I mean, let's face it, Deshaun does it all the time too. It's like, okay, well, got it, Deshaun. A lot of Deshaun sacks are because he's extending plays. They're not the, they're not the the pocket sacks, right? Right. They're not just strictly pressure coming coming to get him. It's just he runs into a few of them. So, um, but as we talked about uh, with Deshaun and the like, that's cost to do in business. Just like the holding penalties and illegal man downfield and stuff like that. By the way, man, that going back and rewatching that, that Jed Wills penalty, uh, taking that downfield. Oh my God, was that? It's, a, it, what, you, it was like he didn't know what the play was. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, he just he got caught in space for whatever reason, <coughs> and Excuse it what and it was not a ticky tack call, like because that's what I was thinking at the time. Was this ticky tack? And then I watched it again on Monday, and I'm like, not nah, like they had to throw that flag. He was way downfield, mm-hmm. um, but that. It was a killer penalty, really was. But all's well that ends well. The Browns won the football game. They're three and two. Uh, defense is feeling themselves. I am curious though, man. Like, because the haters aren't going to be there anymore. Like, San Francisco came in as the best de- best offense or one of the best offenses in the NFL, right? They right. Second to Miami in scoring. They were among the league leaders in in yardage and and that. And 
the Browns shut them down. And so the narrative has gone from pregame Sunday, Browns are underdogs, Browns getting their doors blown off. They have no chance to win, right? Uh, as Dante Whitner said, the defense is pretenders. They hadn't played anybody, so you can't give them any love. To now, they they shut down the 49ers, and now everyone's like, holy crap, the Browns' defense is really freaking good. Like they are Yeah, but no one's good. about to give the Browns' offense any credit for anything, especially even if Deshaun comes back and plays well. Well, would you give this because, any credit for anything right now? No, no, I wouldn't. But what I'm, what we, you've said this, and we've said this before, the Browns' offense isn't likable because people don't like Deshaun. No, that's true. That's but, doing, so. uh, to put this into perspective, the Browns, 1,002 yards allowed by the defense, which is the mm-hmm. fewest in the National Football League, is also the fewest since 1971 when the Minnesota uh, – actually, Minnesota Vikings gave up 945 yards in 1970 through their first five. The Baltimore Colts, uh, 1971, 836 yards. Uh, they just edged out Washington – uh, who gave up a thousand five yards in 1974? So this is 50 years, over yep. 50 years uh, that this a defense is off to this uh, type of start. And from a franchise perspective, how about this nugget from the Browns' uh, uh, media relations department? Final point of it's always game day in Cleveland. Go ahead, Daryl. What is the final point? The 1,002 yards allowed is the fewest for the franchise in the first six weeks of a season ever, ever, ever feel good about your defense. We've been talking about it all year on this show. So you already knew that. And we're glad you're on board. If you're new, we love the fact that you're watching us on YouTube. You know, you can always get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram at game day CLE for our fabulous producer, Meredith Kane. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, one last thought if you got it. Otherwise, say goodnight, my friend. Uh, That was it. That's it. Goodnight, my friend. It's always game day in Cleveland. 